Star Tribune's Prep Sports Podcast has been brought to you by France and Bank and Trust. Greetings. I'm Jim Wilson with the Star Tribune with my colleague David Levesque for another episode, uh, a scintillating episode, I will say. Talking preps. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you being here, David. Um, overnight, little breaking news happened. Um, a, a defending champion lost a coach. Yeah, three-time defending champion, Breck, single-A girls hockey. Their uh, coach, Steve Persian, uh, and most of his staff uh, stepped down on Tuesday and did not even coach then Tuesday night when Breck played at Benilde St. Margaret. Um, it was quite a, you know, anytime you have a mid-season situation like that, it always catches the eye. And, uh you know, to Steve's credit, he, he did send me a text back because I, you know, I was trying to figure out if there was fire or just smoke. And Steve did text me back to confirm that he and most of his, his staff had stepped down and we didn't get into any of the whys and the wherefores at that moment. But, uh, but yeah, Breck is under new leadership uh, effective immediately. I know that they, they had a lot of turnover from last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um but uh, there is still a team that that's a team to be reckoned with, and they do not play a tough uh, on easy schedule. I think they're at six and four right now, and they're still right in the thick of things. And the, the, the team I would say has a good chance of defending. But um, that's always a surprising news when a coach of a three-time defending champion walks away. But uh, you know they have their reasons, and I'm sure more will come out in the future. But we know what we know. Um, that said. This episode, what I was hoping to do was, uh, we were hoping to do, excuse me. Oh, no, 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 no. This is your idea. Dear listeners, if this bombs, <laughs> blame Jim Paulson. <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> I wanted to do a mid-season all-metro teams. It's a little past mid-season right now. So it's, I'll call it a little past mid-season. Uh, team choices that you and I look at, boys and girls hockey and boys and girls basketball, who our all-metro selections would be. Um, and we're not going to go overly deep. We're not going second team or third team. It is all Metro. I'm going to qualify that. So there are players from out state that are deserving of recognition, but they don't qualify if they're not Metro. And uh, the other thing that we always stress with our all Metro teams is that they tend to be, or we try to make them about what the athlete has done at the high school level. So some of these, if we're missing a kid or two has great college potential or is, is really, you know, has all this uh, uh, college attention. It's about what they do at the high school level, not what they're going to do. So we'll keep that in mind as well. Um, I'll double down on that. Well, I was to say, I'll, I'll double down on, on that disclaimer. Not only is it about what they're doing at the high school level, it's about this season. This I, I, I never wanted to make these awards a, a, a career achievement, you know, lifetime achievement award. I want it to be this season. And, you know, we don't put parameters on our team other than the, the, the geographic parameters. We don't put any limits. If you're a sophomore and you deserve it, junior, you can make it. But you better have had, a, you know, a really a year that's undeniable. You know, not just, hey, you made a commitment when you were six years old to play college hockey this place or college basketball that place. If you, you have to have the goods this year, that, that's the snapshot that we're trying to get for our all-metro team year in and year out. Absolutely. Uh, good point. Uh, you know, and again, like in some teams, some all state type teams, you don't have to be a member of an uh, organization, like a coaches association to have a team. 
Now, if you're in good standing with your team and you're playing, and, and that's all that matters. Anyway, yep. would you like to start with a girls hockey team or do you want me to start with a girls basketball Actually, I, I, before we get reveal the names, tell me how you do it because I have a process. Our, our processes are not the same. Uh, there's not a better than or worse than. I'm just curious. You know, we, we discussed the the, the, ge the geographic parameters. We discussed, you know, the desire to have it be a high school award about a given season. What else goes into your decision-making and information-gathering processes? Well, obviously, uh, statistical measures do count a little bit. I'll, we all know that statistics are lie awful. You know, it all depends on who you're playing, uh, the quality of out the competition, those sorts of things. So that, there is an issue there. Um, the quality of the team I mean, if you're going to be an all-metro player, I'd like to see your team being successful because of your play. So, I mean, I don't expect a team to be undefeated, but unless somebody really stands out, uh, I, I'd, I'd try to avoid those teams are below 500. I know there can be great players. Good years for teams that aren't playing well, but you, know, you have to have that kind of uh, effect on your team that you're elevating the team as well. Uh, other than that, you know, I just pour over things, pour over games, pour over team results, pour over kids and things like that, and, and come up with my own five. This is strictly my personal opinion. I didn't solicit any um, opinions from any coaches. I didn't make any calls. Uh, again, I want to just keep this my own uh, Metro top 10 or Metro. Um, so that that was my my process. Uh, and that's well, why and I, I, I got to jump in with an apology. I was I wasn't talking about this podcast list we're discussing I, I meant at the end of a given season what does your process include because it does include coach feedback then oh absolutely and then, yeah. then we send out ballots to every coach right and right right we get them back and then we assess those ballots and then after you know we've come down with the finalists after we've added up all the votes and seen who's near the top that's when i'll start making calls and questioning coaches and even players when they've gone up against some of these guys to kind of get uh, who's the best and who deserves it and who everybody who if you recognized by an opposing coach that weighs an awful lot for these teams i've always thought if you get one nomination from an opponent not just your own coach i even care that that carries a lot of weight because you know that you're doing something that opposing coaches are, are noticing and sometimes coaches tend to be very on their own process their own team so that that is uh my process once i've narrowed down the votes i start making calls some seem pretty obvious others not so much um but that, that, that's how i go about things how about you yeah it's very similar it's it's I, I think of it as terms of your your grandmother's recipes because sometimes they just they just they don't pay attention to what the measuring cup says they just have a uh, their own process it's unscientific sort of way i think of cartoon witches you know sitting there over a bubble bubbling cauldron needs a little more eye of newt you know <laughs> so it's it's you know you've got like you said this this you know unscientific mixture of team success individual ability coach feedback and then yeah sometimes you talk to players i know that i don't often talk to players but one year it worked out where i could minnetonka had three really good defensemen and they had just beaten eden prairie in the playoffs and um and Kyle Rowe was a junior that year. And I said, well, I said, it's down to Kyle Rowe and Nick Bukestead for our player of the year. You guys, defensemen, you deal, you deal with these guys. What do you think? They said, Kyle's a great player. 
but Nick's on another level because of his size and everything else. So that was the tipping point to make Nick Bukestad our player of the year that year. Now it all worked out for Kyle uh, Rao the next year because he was our Metro player of the year and he probably won the state championship and he had a great diving goal. So, yeah, we, 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 I know, I, I think I can speak for you when I say that we keep, when we keep our lists so exclusive, you know, first team, second team and a third team, and we don't have, you know, it's like, it's not an honorable mention phone book of names. Um, you know, we, we really don't, we, we don't take that lightly. We really put in the time to make sure that, that our select list can hold up. Uh, it's, it's not ever going to be airtight because there's always an argument to be made, but you can at least walk away from the Star Tribune's list and go, yeah, that's, that's pretty much on the pulse. I, I can't, uh, I can't argue too badly with that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I thought one pat ourselves on the back too much. I do tend to, um, I remember most coaches uh, that I've heard from say we tend to hit the, the nail on the head with the right kid. Um, not you're, you're proud of it. I mean, it is an all metro team, and oh, you know, yeah, I'm proud carry. of the work, man. I, I'm not, I don't rest on if you're resting on your laurels, they're sitting on the wrong part of your body. I mean, we're we're you know, we, we work at it, so I, I'm, I'm proud of these lists, absolutely. So, with that said, so, yeah, without further to do. <laughs> girls, I'll start with girls hockey. Mm -hmm. um, so again, so we got girls hockey. We got the two genders of hockey today, two genders of basketball. Same format in the sense that we've got for basketball the starting five, and for hockey the starting six. So with that in mind, uh, my forwards. We'll start with Miss Peyton Hemp from Andover. Uh, go for recruit number one team right now. Andover. Do you know Jim? In eleven games, Andover has outscored their opponents ninety-seven to two. Two, yeah, yeah. That's insane. But they're on another say, level. Well, they are. Well, them and Edina. But I, I will say that um, Peyton's statistics don't. They they give me the impression that they're not putting her out there in a the third period in some of these blowouts. I mean, thirteen goals, twenty three assists, thirty six points. She's tied for fifth in the state with thirty six points. That's not an obscene number. Um, you know, relatively speaking. So I, I think that, that, you know, even though Andover is rolling everybody, I don't think Peyton is feasting on cupcakes. I think she's every bit the great player that, that she was last year and is building on it because she doesn't have Jamie Nelson. Uh, so I think I'm, I'm really solid with that pick. Emma Connor forward from Edina. Uh, they're number two. Emma's, you know, Edina's played a tougher schedule, first and foremost. They're also 11 and 0. Uh, Emma's got 21 goals, which which jumps right off the page. And uh, so I like her pick there. And then Jenna Lowry at Chisago Lakes. They are number one right now in class single A. She's got 16 goals, 13 assists, uh, and she's going to play at UMD. So that that's one of those picks that I, I always feel a little extra good about, you know, mixing in a player, a deserving player from a program that you may not always think about. So I, I like that pick there. Chicago Lakes um, number one in class 1A, by the way. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought I said that, but maybe I didn't. Um, and then McKenna Deering, we'll start with the D, McKenna Deering of South St. Paul. Uh, they're number six in single A. She's a senior that's going to go to Bemidji State. She's a, She plays on the blue line, but she leads her team in goals and points. And, and that says a lot about her contributions. Uh, the other D is Vivian Jungles. She's a junior from uh, the aforementioned number two, uh, Edina Hornets. There was talk that she was going to accelerate this season and then be done and go on to the University of Minnesota. She did not decide ultimately to accelerate other than when she's on the ice. She's a great skater. 
eight, eight goals, 17 assists. She's filling it up as a defender. Uh, so I'm, I'm very happy with her as, as, at that pick. And then the goalie. Uh, this is a little bit of a, a pick that you might not have seen coming, but Carly Green from Benilde St. Margaret. She's yes. a senior. Uh, she's off to Sacred Heart. Uh, Benilde's ranked number four right now. She's won eight games. She's got, she allows less than a goal per game. She saves 95% of the shots faced and she has six shutouts and she's play, She's a kid that's played more than 600 minutes right now. So she's, she's a horse for them. Uh, some of the other good goalies out there, you know, maybe have played 200 or so less minutes. So I think she checks all the boxes and, and Carly green is my picking goal. Oh, that sounds like a, a pretty talented team. I'll take my six against yours. <laughs> <laughs> against mine. Oh, my, I've got five, and they're wearing basketball shoes and not skates, so that'll be difficult. Um, well, it depends on what surface we're playing on. <laughs> that'll go a long way into deciding who you want to put your money on. Uh, that's, that's more of the girls' ranks in basketball. And there's one other thing I, I did because of some obvious reasons in both boys and girls is that I tried to limit it to one player per team. Um, because there are, oh, that's no fun. There are some teams out there that are that are so loaded they could have two or three on the all metro team. So I I wanted to spread it around a little bit. So I there the, the players I've got on this team, you could argue that there are other players that deserve it, and I won't deny that. But again, I tried to limit it to one player per team. Um, so moving along to girls basketball, um, we're starting in the middle, Maya um, Naji of Hopkins, and Hopkins is an all star team. They've got so many good players. And that's what he was talking about. You could name three or four Hopkins players that deserve to be on. But I went with Najee. She's averaging about 20 points a game. And that's if she was playing for a team that depended on her scoring more. Um, she would score more. She's probably the best low post scorer in girls basketball by far. She's got tons of moves. She can score down low. Um, she can move the ball when she has to, but she doesn't have to. She can step outside. She can be a dominant shot blocker. Um, I guess we call them rim protectors now. Um, and oh, we do. And she's a junior, and she has yet to make her college decision. Although we do know that Minnesota is not in the mix. She narrowed it down to 13 teams, and Minnesota is not going to be one of them. But, you know, that's her choice. But um, She'll never get a job in this town. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> buying a big house anywhere. <laughs> uh, she does have a brother who, played, who was the All-Metro Player of the Year. Um, Zeke played a year at uh, at Arizona and uh, was drafted. So they, they seem to have turned out pretty well. Um, <laughs> Najee in the middle. Now we're going to uh, um, and it's I'm less defined positions here, but I'm going with uh, Adelia McKenzie of Park Center. She was a a, a force of, of nature. The way she hoops, she's fast, she's strong. She's taking on more of a point guard role in terms of running the offense for Park Center this year, which is kind of out of out of uh, character for her, and she's still averaging 25 points a game. Um, she's an extremely talented player. She's going to go to the uh, University of Illinois. She committed last summer. Um, but she's the type of player that if you need a basket, I had to give the ball to one player late in the game. I need a basket. I'd give it to uh, Adelia McKenzie. So, and uh, next player, another junior, uh, Chaska's Mallory Heyer, a future gopher. And she's been nothing if not consistent. She's big. She's strong inside. She's a great finisher. She's averaging about 24 points a game. I think she's had one game all season where she's been less than 20. So that's how consistent she's been. Uh, like I said, she, and she's playing for a very good team in Chaska. And while 
she does benefit from having some good players around her. She does exactly what she needs to do. She's elevated her game this year, and the Gophers uh, should be excited to have her when she moves in in a couple of years. Um, then the guards were the toughest one. There's one I thought was the girls. There's one I thought was a, a lock, and that's Alexis Pratt at Stillwater. Uh, the ponies are. She's only five five. The ponies are undefeated. Um, they're they're talented, but at five five, she's fearless. She's fast. She's fearless. She's scoring about twenty some points a game. She runs uh, the uh, um, kind of the center field position on the 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 press, which means that once the, the double team comes, uh, any passes out of it, she's going to use her speed to pick that off. So she kind of keys that press. She gets them into their offense, like I said, and she's she's fearless. She's not afraid at five five to go inside, take the ball inside, go up against the tall trees, and she's more than more often than not successful. So um, she's going to the University of Nebraska Omaha. I think she could play at a even bigger school because of just her attitude and her speed. So Alexis Pratt is a choice. And in the final guard position, my goodness, there is so players I could have gone with. I could have gone with uh, with a Ronnie Porter who's filling it up for a Como Park. I wanted to. I thought about Mara Braun and Wyzetta. She's another future gopher and a junior. And uh, Wyzetta started off with three straight losses. They've won seven of their last eight, but. I went with Jade Hill of uh, Minneapolis South simply because she's been a scoring machine this year. She's doesn't have a lot of girls around her, but she's already, you know, it, gone over 2,500 career points. Uh, she's averaging 33.1 points per game. She had 52, 52 points the other night against, uh, against Roosevelt. And uh, yes, she is the younger sister of the Hill of one of the Hill sisters in Minneapolis South Taylor Hill. You probably remember, um, so that's the five I have. And uh, I know that uh, it's a very athletic five. And uh, I think that's a five that could uh, could do a lot of damage if they ever got a chance to play together. I like it. I like it a lot. Good. I appreciate that. Move on to boys hockey. Uh, boys hockey, what are you looking at? Who are your, uh, your six? All right. I knew Kyle Kukinen from Maple Grove would end up being on the list. He is number Maple Grove is number one right now. He's going to Michigan Tech. He leads the state with 31 assists and 50 points. So he just continues to 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 live up to the lofty expectations that people had for him this year. Uh, next forward is Jackson Hallam from St. Thomas Academy, uh, Michigan bound. Uh, he's fast as he's about as fast on skates as Pratt is in shoes. Uh, he's, he's heading to Michigan, unfortunately. Uh, did I, did I, oh, sorry. Unfortunately. Yeah, I, I, just, I said that because it's a reflex. I'm sorry. I, I, it's there's no it's okay to here. be a homer. We grew up here. You know, it's okay to be a fan. It's, it's not even the fact that I went to Minnesota. It's just that I don't like Michigan. Ever since, I, I think my, I, my peak for them, speaking of basketball, was the Fab Five. Other than that, and maybe maybe he's a Charles Woodson, the great defensive back. I, otherwise, I got nothing. I'm, I'm with you. I'm 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 even though they're Big Ten, I'm not a Michigan fan, and I'm even less of an Ohio State fan. So okay. Myself rooting against Ohio State. <laughs> okay. Well, good. I'm glad I'm not alone here. All right. So that was Jackson Hallam. We'll keep it with the Jacksons. Jackson Blake from number two Eden Prairie. He uh, he's a junior going to North Dakota. He um, he ended up waiting to see I, my understanding is, is that he, well, he played juniors to start and was waiting to see if there would be a high school season at all. And when there was, he came back and threw nine or eight games 
He's got nine goals and 21 assists. I love that. I mean, that he came back to play high school. I love that. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's a, that's an unbelievable amount of points. And I mean, maybe you're looking down the road and say, did he have a body enough body of work? I, I, I think he does. And at the, you know, he's just, the numbers just jump off the page. Defenders. Uh, we got to go two different ways here with, with them. Start with Joe Palatichuk. He's at Hill Murray. Uh, Hill Murray is not the Hill Murray that you typically think about. They're only averaging 3.6 goals per game, but they're only allowing 1.4 goals against. And I know Palatichuk has a lot to do with that. In addition, he leads his team with 15 points. Um, so he's doing it at both ends. Uh, he's he's uh, going to Wisconsin. Hill Murray's ranked number eight. I think a lot of that has to do with Mr. Palatichuk. The other D, different statistical story, Henry Nelson of Maple Grove, senior bound for Notre Dame, six goals, 22 assists. So he's got 28 points. He's lighting it up, one of the top scoring D in the state. Uh, and then we go to the, the man in the pipes, the man between the pipes, rather. Will Larson, senior from Andover, nine and one. He's only allowed 1.93 goals per game. He's got a 91% uh, saves, two shutouts. And, you know, Andover uh, last year had a, a, the, 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 kind of their dream team, and they went to state, and, and uh, you know, they were great then. Uh, Will's still great this year, despite, you know, them having to kind of reload and, and figure out new roles and things. He's, he's kept his play high. Uh, he's, he's my goalie pick. There's my, there's my starting six, man. Any, you know, I don't want to draw this out longer than it has to be, but was there any player you agonize over, a player that you think, gosh, you know, I would love to have included this one, but I just can't. Well, I'll go a little different direction with that. I, and maybe you've had this problem because of the condensed schedules and because of the conference only uh, affiliation that they're trying to maintain this year. Mm -hmm. You're not seeing a lot of the who's who, you know, playing each other. And, and it's left you with, okay, do I want to take the kid from this average conference or that average conference? And, you know, how do you, you, you got a lot of kids that, that have a good body, that have a, a body of work against mediocre schedules. And how do you decide then who's most deserving? That was more of a challenge than any one player. I can understand. And again, that goes back to what we were saying. The statistics can lie sometimes. Great statistics are not always an indicator of the talent of a player. And mediocre statistics, but it's at the same the same point, just in reverse. So great. Is that, is that, you're pretty pleased with that hockey team. Let's see how that pans out at the end of the year when we actually send out the ballots. Um, yes, indeed. Boys basketball team. And, uh, and uh, this year, again, remembering that uh, I'm trying to keep it to one player per team. Um, the first player is pretty obvious. I think you might have guessed his name is Chet Holmgren, the Slim Reaper at. Uh, <laughs> Um, I love that nickname. And he's yeah, that's what I did. It wasn't my doing. It was one of the coaches, but there, it, it's 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 perfect for him. And there's not oh, a I love it that is more um, affects the game more. Has more impact in a game in so many different ways. He can score. He can rebound. His defensive prowess is off the charts. I mean, I've seen talented, talented players just be totally freaked out by trying to go inside against him because his timing. And his wingspan as a blocking shots or altering shots is so effective. The number one recruit in the country. Uh, he was recently, I think just either today or yesterday, named to the McDonald's All-America team, um, which, which there's actually two Minnesotans on the side named to that All-America team. It's Chet and then Kendall Brown, who was at Eastridge, 
before he left for Sunrise Academy in Kansas two years ago, is also not McDonald's on All America. Just an aside for there. Um, but yeah, Chet is is a pretty obvious selection as uh, All Metro. Um, the other forward uh, who's really exploded this year and is averaging a double double is Francis and Walker Ray. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. If I'm not, forgive me. Uh, he's a six seven forward at number one Champlain Park, and Champlain Park has two real studs in Walker Ray and uh, uh, Josiah Strong, um, and they're number one. But that at six seven, he's a power forward. He can play inside. Like I said, he's averaging a double double. He's averaging around uh, eighteen points and twelve rebounds per game. Uh, and he's going to play at the University of uh, San Diego, Cal San Diego. Um, so he's got a big time college college scholarship. And so uh, I'm looking at him. The next three players are all guards who could be called point guards, but they're all scoring point guards. Um, first of all, I'm going with Trey Holloman of Creighton Durham Hall, another junior um, who is just magic with the ball. And the ball in his hands, he's, he dictates the tempo that Creighton plays at. Saw him play last night against Moundsview, and he had a triple-double. And, and that was uh, points, assists, and steals. And he's two rebounds away from a quadruple double, so he can do it all on the court. Um, and so Trey is, is pretty obvious. Uh, Alonzo Dodd at South St. Paul. South St. Paul is having their best year. I would say history, but I don't have all their history, but at least in the past, um, you know, era, the past is, it, it, what, what is 20 years? Is that a score? The past score of the year? Four score, according to, yeah. Uh, I think uh, that's right. That's a score, so. Well, I'd like years. to say this. I don't, I don't have the, the, the chapter and verse on South St. Paul basketball either, but I will say, you know, one of their, their favorite hockey son is probably Doug Wu, rest in peace. He wanted to be a basketball player, and he ended up having to play hockey. So South St. Paul, you know, the Packers have always liked their hoops. And this is, and this is a year that they're really, really good. Um, they're, they're deep and talented, not overly tall, but Dodd has probably – I'll say this, the quickest hands of any player I've seen. He can mm. get things done. With, he can tip balls. He can grab loose balls. He can go in and get a rebound. He's only 6-2. Score when he wants to. Dish when he wants to. South St. Paul would not be undefeated without Dodd. And Quicker hands than the Waco kid. Willie Wilson of Minneapolis North. I mean, there's a few other kids at North that are having great years. But uh, Willie Wilson is making North go. Um, he's averaging, I think, 18 points a game and about uh, five and a half assists per game. North is undefeated. Um, he's a six, three guard and he's, uh, another junior, um, but, uh, North would not be where they are without Willie Wilson. And you know what? And I'm leaving off of some really good players here. Obviously Prince of Legby at, uh, Minnehaha probably deserves to be on there, but, but I'm looking at one player per program. We got guys like Camden Heidi at Wyzetta or, uh, um, at, uh, Delano is having a great season, but I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with the five I chose. Well, like you said, it's just a, it's a, it was a good idea. You know, we, we joked before if his bombs talk to Jim Paulson, it's not going to bomb. Anytime you're up with kids, it's, it's a good thing. And, and these are, this is a great kind of midi midway point. And, and I look forward to seeing how this, cause you know, I, I think I can speak for you again, that we're not just going to say, okay, that's it. This is all our Metro team. We're going to, we're going to reevaluate this and scrutinize this with coach input for the end of the season. And even though it was an abbreviated season and there's some scheduling quirks we're, we're gonna take very seriously the, the the job of finding the right kids yeah and I, it was kind of fun i kind of like the idea of after so much talk of high school league business and 
they turn yeah. out COVID business. I love putting the focus back on the kids again. And, I like it. And, and that's kind of what we're trying to do here. So I, I appreciate everyone for joining us. Um, anything else you have to say looking forward, David? Uh, no, well, that covers it for today from my, from my view. <laughs> Put in a lot of work for this. It's about ready to take a break. All right. Everyone, thanks for joining us. I appreciate you, uh, your being here. Come back and uh, we'll have some other things to talk about next week. Thanks a lot.